Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. I'm your host, Jake Sprague, a comedian here in sunny Los Angeles, California. And this is a podcast where I give advice to people that never, ever ask me for it. Oh, they don't ask, but I wish they would. And here we are in season two. It feels so good to pick up your own podcast for a second season. I feel alive and I'm so excited because I'm joined by such an incredible guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Gabby Conti. Hi, Gabby. Hi, hello. Gabby is a hilarious comedian and incredible host. She is an author of the book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. And I met Gabby years ago now at the now dead... uh, uh, on the now dead platform, uh, what was, damn it, what's it called now? Go 90. Go 90. <laughs> on the now dead platform, Go 90 for the now dead show, the Elite Daily Show. And I think she is just one of the best. So I'm so happy that you're here, Gabby. Thank oh, you for thank being here. You. Thanks for having me. You know, we did almost over 400 episodes of the Elite Daily Show. Wow. I and It's, boy, it's a shame that those are lost <laughs> in the... Well, some are on YouTube and some are on our Facebook page still. Well, we could get them taken down, I think. Um, but yes, so much of that show was so it was so fun to do, and I'm so happy you're here. You are uh, obviously you wrote a book about this, but you're a bit of a dating guru. You write for you're a, con- a contributor to Cosmopolitan. Yes, yeah, that happened in the last year, which is so exciting, and I'm so grateful for that um, for print and for digital. And then also, I did a video with them that got a lot of national attention when I went on 30 dates in three days. In three days? Three days, yeah. Wow. How did it I, How did it go? It went, I mean, I got, I was going through a breakup at the time, so I kind of like did it to get back out there and to like- You're kidding. You weren't in a serious relationship when you did I this? I was married with five kids <laughs> and I was getting bored. So. Oh man, 30 dates in three days. And I don't, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but that's upwards of- Eight, nine dates a day? Uh, yeah, close to 10 dates a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starting with coffee. <laughs> like so every you, my day would start at eight and it would end at like 11. Did everyone who was dating you know about this? And at what point for you did it become a job? Was it the first date? <laughs> it, yeah, when like, well, actually it became a job when I started setting them up. So the whole thing from when I got the assignment to when I had to turn, it was first a print piece, but I also recorded myself doing it to when I turned in my first draft of print, I had about like a week of it, or sorry, digital piece, I had like a week of it. So it felt like a job from setting up the dates. And then when I was on it, yeah, that felt like a full-time job. And then to have to write everything I experienced in the past three days, like the day after, that was just really draining. Oh my God. When you're going, I have so many questions about this. One, I guess, is how hard was it to remember certain dates? Going on 30 dates, I I assume at some point you're just like, I don't even remember date six. I don't know what happened there. Well, that's why I recorded myself. So before going on the date and after going on the date, I would talk to myself just being like, okay, I'm going on a date with this guy. And I would like say like what my expectations were or what his profile, because they were mostly dating app dates. Like what I was excited about, what I was maybe a little like weary about. And then after the date, I would record myself again, like walking to probably my next date, like reflecting on what I just experienced. So when I wrote the article, I had all the stuff to like remember what was good, what was bad and all that stuff. It's so funny because of course you did. 
And me, the way I'm thinking of it, I would have done it where I just did all the dates, didn't record anything, and then afterward was trying to remember it. But of course, you're like, well, yeah, I had a plan for how I was going to remember these dates, Jake. Um, at some point, what would you do if you had a sort of Bachelor moment? Do you watch The Bachelor? Of course I do. I know. I don't even know why I asked. I knew, I knew you had What, it. is that a new show? <laughs> And what have you had a moment like that seems to happen on The Bachelor all the time where on date number three, you think you found the love of your life? What do you do? Because in The Bachelor, I've always found that they they know right away the one person they're like, whoa, this is the person I want to be with. In fact, multiple seasons almost have that as a storyline, either explicit or an undercurrent of they've always really preferred this one person. Well, yeah, and I heard that from people who work on the show, that it's always obvious. They always know who they're going to pick because of the vibe. But that's actually what happened with this season of The Bachelorette. And that's mm -hmm. why like Claire knew who she wanted early on, but also production got like messed up with it. So she quit and they brought in another Bachelorette. Um, I actually felt that I feel like it was not the first day, but the second day I had a really good date, like a good lunch date. Um, but I still had, and I was always thinking about him like most of the time, but the only thing was, I think in the back of my head, I knew it wasn't going to work out because this guy actually had told me he was moving in a week. So oh, I was well, yeah. still, so even, so actually I was lucky that I didn't meet a perfect guy on the date. And then the last guy I ended up really liking, but I think it was just because I had gone through all the dates and I was just kind of like, what, like, and he was cute and he was nice. And I was like, sure, this will work. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, that last guy is almost like uh, an ayahuasca trip. I've never done ayahuasca, but it's like you do it, you're throwing up the whole time, and then at the end of it, you have this clarity. So it's like you went through this whole trial by fire, and then at the end of it, you're like, I guess I did find Mr. Right. Yeah, and you know, and most of the dates too were like an hour long. They were like a, a drink or coffee, so it almost felt like all of the dates were kind of like preparing me for the last date, if that makes sense. Which ended up being <laughs> a really long one. <laughs> I love the idea that every date you have a drink and you're drinking ten drinks a day. On all these well, it was dates. more coffee. To be honest with you, the I was drinking more. I found myself drinking more coffee than alcohol. How do you? If I have three cups of coffee in a day, I'm insane. Yeah, so I had to stop, I had to be like, I need water or like, oh. let's get a juice or like, <laughs> can we actually eat some food? <laughs> you're going on water dates at some yeah, point. Yeah, water that's dates, pretty great. that's weird. You ask me to coffee and you're drinking water? <laughs> uh, I think that's so cool. Of course that went viral. I had a similar idea, which is the one woman you've dated your whole life. Uh, <laughs> I did that and it really didn't, nobody cared. So uh, I'm glad that yours worked out. I really thought mine was gonna, but what are you gonna do? Uh, Gabby, I want to I want to give some relationship advice. Yeah. And I pulled this one specifically, look, this isn't perfect, but one of these people is in their 20s. And I okay. thought, boy, perfect. who yeah. better to have than you? Uh, so our topic for today from the relationship advice subreddit is, my, this is a 27-year-old female, mm -hmm. uh, soon-to-be ex-husband, a 37-year-old male, mm. forced me into an open marriage and is now telling everyone that I cheated on him. Mm. How do I prove my innocence? 
Oh, first of all, this poor, poor girl. I know. Um, like, I feel like this is just a classic case of a guy manipulating her. Um, I, I have a chapter of this. Every person you date, I feel like, fits into a different relationship trope, which is in my book. And this would definitely fit under two guys, the guy who's older and the guy who's toxic. Because, well, obviously. And they, <laughs> are, and they are, like, eight. Like, I think when you're dating someone who is older than you, and this is, like, I mean, 10 years, that's, like, a generation almost older than mm -hmm. you. I feel like the issue with that, while it can work a lot of the times, is that the power that the person has over you, because they're like, well, I have 10 years over you, so of course I can make the rules, when really a relationship should be more about a partnership. Um, and then the toxic thing, I mean, that's, he basically gaslighted her right there by saying like, you know, we didn't have an open marriage, but he told her they had an open marriage. And she's like, what do you, like, I feel like most women, are not really like don't like the ideas and I don't want to speak for all women but a majority of like straight women are not into the idea of open relationships because it just seems to be I think women tend to be get more attracted to a partner where men I have more ability to be like I guess to like have multiple partners like I feel like that's a thing with dating so I could imagine in a marriage that being even more difficult um so yeah I mean I think the, I don't, in terms of proving her innocence uh, I mean, I know it's a marriage, so I guess they have a lot of like mutual friends and like that's probably why she's worried about it. But yeah. if I were her, I would find a way to cut ties with this guy and everything. And it doesn't matter if you're innocent or not and just, you know, move on with your life. I, I mean, so many things you said, I, I think are on point. Uh, again, my less popular book, The One Woman You Date uh, <laughs> in Your Life. Uh, I feel like this, uh, the person writing this uh, classically falls into that role of that yeah. one woman, uh, yeah. it being your wife. But, um, you know, something you said about the age dynamic when there's like a 10 year age difference. I agree. You do see you do see a lot of relationships, especially in a place like uh, L.A. You do yeah. see a lot of relationships like that. And sometimes they work really well. But something I have also always felt, and I didn't actually put it into these terms that you did, there is a, a power dynamic uh, issue. And part of it is, if someone is 10 years older than you, it's very reasonable to assume that they are 10 years more successful, 10 years more, like just further yeah. along in their life in so many different ways. I haven't even thought about it in sort of like a power uh, struggle way, even though I know all relationships are a power struggle. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't thought of it that way. But you're you're right. That's a that's a great way to look at it. I've always just thought you've already gone through the stuff that this person is going through, and in some ways that's really great because you mm -hmm. can like be there for them. But in other ways, you're just in such a different place in your life when you are 10, 15 years older than the other person. It's like. Yeah. It's crazy different, but uh, also to speak to the open marriage thing, I don't think an open marriage would work for me either. Uh, <laughs> I think I would go crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think for some people it could, uh, but this thing about being forced into an open marriage, I feel like you hear this story more and more now. It's like mm -hmm. someone gets married and then a year in the their partner goes, I want this to be an open relationship. And I think that's so hard because this is not what they signed up for. You no. know, no. it's just so it's so different. And it's I wonder how often this could ever work 
where someone starts a marriage in a completely monogamous way and then one person wants to pitch the idea of an open relationship. Well, I think that's the issue with open relationships because I, I actually did a piece on open relationships for Cosmo where I interviewed a bunch of people who are in them. And the thing is, the most, most open relationships tend to start as an open relationship. It's not something that you are in a monogamous relationship and then all of a sudden after marriage, you're like, oh, I want an open relationship. Because like, there is a difference between an open relationship and cheating. And it sounds like what he was doing was a way to excuse cheating, but then he wanted to place the blame on her for cheating. Yeah. So, I mean, cause like open relationships are almost more binding than marriages in a way, because there's so many ground rules. Like it's not, it, it's like a whole list of things. And then there is cheating in open relationships. If you go outside of those ground rules. Right. Yeah. I have heard that as well. They have like how you can be with other people. If you're around, allowed to have like essentially like hookups or if you're allowed to have actual like, emotional relationships with other people where you're you're yeah there's there are a lot of different rules and if you start in a did you call it a closed relationship i I said monogamous but closed i mean is a monogamous relationship i'll call it a closed relationship (laughs) if you start in a closed relationship uh and you want to open it up it is weird because there are so many factors that you probably haven't considered yet you know um also I feel like before we get into the body of this uh, post, I feel like guys forget how dating, um, especially when they get older, but guys forget how dating, uh, I think, is maybe easier for women to have more people interested in them. So they think they're going to have this open relationship and they're going to have women like, oh my God, finally. But in reality... I bet the wife, the person posting this, actually got way more interest than he did. Yeah. And that's probably kind of hurtful, you know? Uh, Yeah, and so that's probably what, I feel like that the reason why he's saying it's not an open relationship anymore is because his desire for an open relationship backfired on him. Yes, yeah, (laughs) I think so. Let's hop into this. Uh, Two years ago, my husband asked me if we can open up our marriage. We're married for three years and together for five. When I said I wasn't comfortable with that, he said either we open up our marriage or get a divorce. I didn't want a divorce, so I agreed to an open marriage. This is already, I I mean, this is just disastrous right away. Yeah, yeah. The next year was awful. He would flaunt all the girls he was sleeping with in front of me. Oh my God. He would even bring them to our apartment to sleep with them whilst I was home. I'm kind of (laughs) now on the husband's side because she did use the word whilst, but fine. He even slept with my now ex-best friend, Jane, and tried to have a threesome with us. Gabby, this is just a disaster. This is a disaster. I mean, it's, it's like she knew, it's like her gut told her to run when he asked about the open relationship. And then she endured all of this. I mean, I just like, I, why would you even, I know like they were married, whatever, but like, you know, why would you want someone like this in your life? It's such a crazy it's such a crazy thing because, of course, she had that instinct. But even someone making not even a relationship change, but a massive life change. If you got married to someone and then six months in, they were like, I really want to take ballet seriously. You'd think, what's happening right now? <laughs> not only just someone basically saying that they want to sleep with other people, which is not at all what you guys agreed to. Uh, I can't imagine going through this. And I recognize why people stay. 
because you don't want to end your marriage right away when you yeah. because your partner comes to you with something like this but I don't know you're right when you have that gut instinct to run and then all this is happening I can't believe that they're not already divorced I can't I believe know. it I can't believe it either and and but it sounds like she has a lot of evidence I mean is the other thing too about her saying uh how do I prove my innocence well for me, I'm like, well, do you have any like receipts on him cheating on you? Do you have like, besides this Reddit post, like how true is this? Like, do you have like text messages, audio recordings, like any of that? Cause like now my brain is going into like, okay, now she has this divorce. How did she prove her innocence? It's like, well, do you have the proof or is it just what you're po posting on Reddit? Yeah, that that is interesting. The, I My thought is, and you said this earlier, who cares about proving yeah. your innocence? A yeah. but, and I know that that's not fair, but it is just like, get out, just run, yeah. run as fast as you can. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. Just get out of this relationship. Unless uh, she needs it for their divorce. Cause like, are they, are they current? They're going through a divorce. Or they haven't divorced yet. She said soon to be ex-husband. So, so I guess could yeah. be that maybe like, cause that's the other thing I'm thinking like, what if he is like more successful, more, you know, has more money. What if like something with a prenup involved, whatever. And like, maybe he is like trying to prove that she was unfaithful in their marriage. And so she doesn't have any evidence besides like what actually had happened to her. That yeah, I, I could see that being, I guess, a problem. My thought still is that sucks if you have to go through that. I hope you can prove it. But also just leaving this relationship, even if you're leaving it and you feel like you're starting your life over. Oh, my God, you're going to feel so good getting out of this. Well, but, so uh, good, but then she's also going to have baggage. Like, you know what I mean? She's going to have a real issue with trust issues with the next partner in her life. And I hope she spends time being single and working on herself before she gets into another relationship, let alone marriage. Yeah. I wonder well, if she absolutely. said she doesn't want a divorce. Like maybe she's one of these women who think that their life, like their life, like goal is to get married. So maybe she looks at a divorce as failure. Yeah, I can see that. Especially if she's stuck around through all yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> When I tried to voice my concerns, he dismissed them and said I had a chance to set the rules. You even talked about this, Gabby. I had a chance to set the rules when we first had the discussion. The only rule we agreed upon was that we had to use protection, and I couldn't complain now. After that first year, I ended up confiding in my friend Anna, also 27. Anna and I have been friends since high school, and she never liked my husband, so we drifted apart after I got married. When I told her what was happening, she insisted I go back to work. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. My, this guy makes all the money. He has all the power. She has no yes. power. My husband made me quit my job when we got married, despite the fact that I had a higher earning potential than him. And we've struggled with money since. This is so bad. Oh, my goodness. She <laughs> ended up connecting with me and her brother, connecting me with her brother, Leo, who is 30, who is the owner of a company in the field I was planning to pursue my career in. After an informal interview, he offered me a job. My husband wasn't happy and kept insisting that I quit. He yeah. even offered to close our marriage if I would quit. I told you it was called a closed marriage. To close our marriage if I quit, but I didn't want to be dependent on him again, so I refused. He threatened divorce, but by this point, I was checked out of the relationship, so I didn't care. Woo! Woof! <laughs> this is... This is... This relationship... It's so interesting when people post things like this because the first question you're thinking, oh man, this is bad. And then as you start digging deeper, this relationship is bad in every way a relationship can be bad. The first 
red flag was him telling her to quit her job, even though she had higher earning potentials. And then, and then seeing that they were struggling with money and realizing that she couldn't, cause like, that's just a control thing. Like he want, he doesn't want her going out. He, I mean, the relationship with her friend, Anna, he probably had a big say into being like, I don't want you being friends with this person, like everything. Yes, absolutely. About eight months later, Anna offered to let me move in with her since her roommate was moving out. I took her up on the offer and filed for divorce. Her and Leo helped me move my stuff out when my husband was at work. My husband has now been telling family and friends that I was having an affair with Leo this whole time. Uh, I wasn't, but most people believe him. Most of my friends are insisting I go back to my husband and have made comments about how I was trying to social climb by sleeping with Leo. Boy, this is just... A whole lot of bad stuff. Well, this poor girl is like, surrounded by toxic people. Yeah. Granted, she's telling the truth because there's another side to it where she maybe isn't telling us the truth. And then yeah. it's like. <laughs> I always think that when I'm reading these, I'm always thinking, I have no way of knowing if this person is telling the truth. So I do have to sort of just take their word for it, even though a lot of things you go, eh, maybe, maybe not. But given that this is the only information we have, I try to take the person's word for it. I agree. There's She's surrounded by a lot of toxic people, but it sounds like this guy is extremely manipulative. So mm-hmm. maybe he is telling a very convincing story to everyone and she's not yeah. getting to tell her side, which is why she's talking about proving her innocence. Yeah. So without her story, everyone is thinking, boy, this lady's nuts, right? Yeah. Well, I guess the first step would be sharing this Reddit post with their friends and family that don't believe in her innocence because yeah. that might be helpful and they won't, you know, to just be like, hey, look, like this is my side. If you're not going to listen to me, like let me like show you what, what I've been going through. Um, and I can't believe that she said she has to prove her innocence when she is innocent. And she's saying that she never like, you know, it, it wasn't, she wasn't dating Leo to social climb or whatever. Yeah. Even, even if she was dating Leo, which I don't think she said she has, but even if no. she was dating Leo, that was allowed in their relationship <laughs> as long as they use protection. Yeah. So why, uh, so why is that a problem either? I don't know. But maybe he's now even saying that they're not in an open relationship. I don't know. You know what I bet it is, is they were in an open relationship, but he said, no, I want to close this relationship. And now she didn't agree. So he's spinning that as, look, we had this open thing, but we both agreed it was a bad idea. We closed Mm -hmm. the relationship, but now she's cheating, right? Or he's not telling people that they ever had an open relationship. Yeah, that's very possible. They've been giving me a lot of lectures. Wait, did I miss something? Most of my friends are insisting I go back to my husband and have made comments how I was trying to social climb with Leo. They've been giving me a lot of lectures about how money isn't everything. And sometimes you find a good man who loves you and you shouldn't throw him away just because someone else can offer you more materialistic stuff. Jane, in particular, is very vocal about what an S word I am. I think that is shit. Just for context, she used to like Leo back in high school, but he rejected her multiple times. So I think she's being especially vicious because she thinks something is really going on between us. I don't have any written proof about this whole open marriage fiasco, so I can't show them that. Is there any other way to convince them that I wasn't sleeping around? How can I stop letting the rumors he's spreading affect me? So yeah, we've got two, and that's our post here, Gabby. We've got two things. How can I convince people? And how can I stop letting these rumors affect me? Which I think are very different and 
require a very different mindset. Well, I think how do you stop these rumors affecting you is I think the biggest thing is know your truth and you have your truth. She has her story. This is true to her. So rumors are just rumors as long as you know your truth and you know that this is exactly what happened. So I think that's the first thing is to just and, and to not let the rumors affect you and to realize that people who are, first of all, the people who are saying to her that love means more than money, I hate to break it to her, but her ex-husband didn't love her because love needs to be about a balance and a partnership and being supportive. And she was uncomfortable about the open relationship and, and uncomfortable about not working. And he forced her into it. Someone who loves you doesn't force you to do things you're not comfortable with. There are conversations, it's a partnership, it's a balance. So, I mean, I think she just needs to remember that and to remember that I feel bad for her because I feel like what she's going through right now is cutting ties with a lot of people who for many years were her best friends. But I think it's so telling. Her friend, for her best friend from high school probably knows her better, knows her better than her ex-husband, knows her better than all these other people in her life most likely. And if that friend saw something was up and is still there standing up for her now, I mean, I think that's really telling that she made the right decision. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the tough thing is, I, I almost feel like if you're in the mindset of proving your innocence, then you're also not able to be in the mindset of not letting this affect you. As, as like crazy as that is, if you're spending right. all your time trying to prove to everyone uh, what's true, then you're going to let it affect you no matter what is happening. It's almost like you have to, and perhaps you can do something like, I don't know if I would do this. This is just a first thought, but like perhaps you could have like a post or something on social media or talk to your friends and be like, Hey, very basic. We were in an open relationship. I didn't like it, but I went along with it as it continued. I really didn't like it, but he wanted to still do it. Blah, blah, blah. Now here we are and then be done with it. Just leave it at that because all the time you're spent trying to prove your innocence is time that you're letting all of this affect you. It's like you yeah. can't be in both places at once. Because you're right. She, you know, she did the, the Reddit statement. We don't know. We, she might she probably change names and whatnot. So she's doing mm. it privately. But yeah, you're, if, if she just puts it on social media or just puts it out there, whatever platform makes sense for her and then just leaves it. I mean, a lot of celebrities do this. They're like, this is my statement. And then they're like, and I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like she should literally take a note from a celebrity and say that. <laughs> um, I think, I also think there's a very, um, there's a, there's a lot of power in not even trying to defend yourself and moving on. I know that's so hard. I don't think I could do that. I think every day I would be like, but I'm innocent, damn it. Uh, <laughs> But I do think there is some power in going, I'm moving on with my life. If these people don't want to interact with me, if they have problems with me, we're, we're done. I'm just, I'm going, I'm focusing on better things because kind of where your focus is, is where your life is. So if your life is focused on proving everyone wrong, trying to win all these friends back, convincing them that you are innocent, all this stuff, I just feel like, you're not looking forward. You're looking back the whole time. And if, if you're doing that, you're still in a weird way in this toxic relationship. You're not leaving it. You're yeah, in it, yeah. fighting it still. He needs to burn this baggage. She needs to burn all the stuff in the past. She needs to move forward. And instead of focusing her energy on trying to prove herself innocent, she should focus her energy on her new life. And, and the friends that have said, you know, you're making a mistake, whatever, her true friends 
will stand by her. And the ones who still think she made a mistake, those aren't her true friends. Can I ask you, do you have any advice around dating where when a bad relationship is over, do you burn any things? Like literally, do you have like a burn a photo of them? Do you do any stuff like that? Like ritualistic, almost like ending a relationship (laughs) stuff? It's so funny because I, so basically I used to have, uh, back when we could do live performances, I had a storytelling show with my friend, Sean Binder called Burn Your Baggage. And so to me, that would be my burning of relationships is I would tell stories from the relationship, but I wouldn't physically burn it. I would like have a piece of paper that represented something in the story and I'd rip it up. And to me, that was like really cathartic, um, especially with the fires going on in Los Angeles and California right now, I wouldn't suggest <laughs> burning anything, but sure. I do think it is really cathartic to like write something down, like for this girl to like write down everything she's feeling and then rip it up. I think that's like the best feeling ever. What if I was having a gender reveal party and there was already going to be pyrotechnics and I said, hey, bring anything from an old relationship and we'll put it near the fire. Would you then say burn it then? I would not feel comfortable. Really? Let's rip it up instead or let's destroy it or let's like beat, you know, those, um, there's those places you can go where you could like beat stuff, like you could break stuff. Yes. Yeah. Supermarket. Let's break. Yeah, let's smash things. Have you ever been to one of those places where you just go and smash stuff? No, but it's a dream of mine. <laughs> it sounds, I've also never been, it sounds so fun. Sounds oh that. It sounds so fun. Um, Gabby, I think, I think we kind of solved it, but I, if you have any other pieces of advice for this person, go for it. Again, my big thought on this is I totally understand why you want to prove your your innocence, but I think you're fighting a losing battle because you're you're fighting a battle with yourself and you're staying in this relationship if you keep having to fight about it. I understand wanting to publicly say something about it so you could get your side of the story out, but beyond that, I want to move on. But how what do you, what do you think? Any final I agree thoughts? With you. I think for her instead of looking to prove her innocence, she should be looking for closure. And she should remember that closure doesn't come from someone else. It comes from herself. So whatever she needs to do to get closure in this relationship, be it, you know, post, like let publicly open up about what she's going through, but like not feel the need to fight it. Like people are going to disagree with her. People are going to say she's wrong. She's the S word, but to like, like screw them. Cause anyone who doesn't take her side is not a real friend. And I think she needs to then focus her energy, the best like closure and the best way she could prove her innocence is having a breakup blow up and just like being her best self now and like focus whatever that is to her, if that is excelling at work, whatever that is, like if she just focuses on being a really strong person, I think she'll be great. I also suggest, it's so funny to me because every time I see a Reddit post, like like any Reddit post, I'm always like, also therapy. Like, <laughs> like it's great that you're airing this out to all these strangers and they are giving you free advice, yes, and we're giving her free advice, awesome, but like, at least one therapy session to talk about this and there are affordable therapists out there, I think would is really worth her time. Yeah. Gabby, thank you so much for being here. This has just been a, a little bit of wonderful. I'm so happy that you're on the show today. I think it was so great. Again, oh, where can people go to find like all the cool stuff that you're up to? Oh yeah, so um, my book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, is available wherever books are sold, and it's also available as an audiobook wherever you listen to books. 
And, uh, and Please tell me that you recorded your own audio. Oh, yes? of course. But I love how that was also, a, but that was a debate at one point. Why would you not? Why would you not? You're like, you're a comedian, actor, host. Yeah. Of course you would record your own so audio. And also recording an audio book during a pandemic is a whole other thing. Um, sure. But I did it and it's out there. So if you'd like to listen to it, please listen to it. And then all updates on my stuff you can find either on my website, GabbyConti.com. But the most up-to-date is my Instagram. It's Gabby Conti. So that's I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. Awesome. Again, thank you, Gabby. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That's the podcast for today. Goodbye. Hi, this is Jake, the host of the show. Remember me? You just heard the whole show with me. Come on, you remember me. If you like the show, please tell a friend. It's a great way to get people listening to this podcast because your friends trust you. They have to. They're your friends. And if you really love the show and want to support it, go to patreon.com slash UAPod to join the Patreon. Thank you, and I love you. Goodbye.